0: Spectre Creative Studio. Everybody is enjoying themselves to their fullest extent. It's a wonderful sight seeing people genuinely enjoying themselves. There's no false pretense about this whatsoever. Welcome to What's Cool, a podcast about passions and everything else. I'm your host, Sam Brywill, and I would like to welcome this week's special guest, creative entrepreneur, photographer, videographer, owner of Dapper Apps, Mr. Jason Bourne. Thanks for being on the show today, Jason.
1: I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. I also want to say, like, shout out, thank you for giving me my 15-minute extra, like, leeway. It definitely helped me um, just, like, kind of get into, a, like, a nice mindset where I wasn't rushed. So definitely, thanks for being uh, flexible with me.
1: I just finished drying my hair, probably about five minutes ago. So the extra fifteen minutes was appreciated. I was like, "Sweet, we're going a little bit late. I can, I can get behind that." So
0: right, I know. Anytime that you want to like, anytime you want to like, be late to something, anytime you want to like flake out, please call me, text me, because I'm here for it. I'm so about, you know, like give me extra time. I need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, anytime. Cool. But yeah, I'm glad that uh, we can make it happen.
0: Definitely. So let's see. I um. So this week is it's Tuesday. So I just released the second episode of the podcast and it's going pretty well I'm really excited Um, I've had a lot of good positive feedback from people can't wait to hear what they say about champagne's episode today so I'm really excited to see also like what you know what your advice and what your insight can bring to the table and how people connect with what you have to say so this is going to be a really good experience and I guess just to begin um, I kind of touched on you know like the broad view of what you do, but what are you uh, focusing on currently at the moment as far as your uh, creativeness, your money making, whatever you want to call it?
1: Absolutely, so the main things that I focus my energy on these days are largely in the photography and videography world. Uh, I work at a photo studio where I take portraits for people, that's like my full-time normal job, if you want to call it that, and then uh, I'm also focusing on growing out my own freelance business, uh, doing photo and video work. Uh, you talked a little bit about uh, creative, called me a creative entrepreneur, which uh, it's a cool title. I don't know if I've ever been called that before, but I, uh, I have this company called Dapper Apps where I sell cooling towels and like uh, fancy high fidelity earplugs at music festivals uh, back when those were a thing way back in
0: 2019, 30 years ago,
1: the good old days a whole <laughs> year ago. So, uh, yeah, I started that company, um and that's something that uh, has had to take a bit of a hiatus because of right. you know the obvious circumstances, mm-hmm. but really, um just trying to see where I can fit into this world and be creative and trying to do something that makes me not want to blow my brains out every day
0: same girl, same I mean i 'm here for it, I definitely feel you that's kind of like i don't know that's a I've, I've been so lucky to have people who have responded well to like the invite to be on the show. And, you know, that's the one thing that I feel like I've really connected with the guests that we've had so far is just that it's really a lot about people just wanting to get by and be happy. And it's like, I will be happy doing the things that I like. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but at the end of the day, like the idea is that, you know, we hope it works out for the best, but being, um, like the the journey to that, whatever that may be, it's also, I think, fun too. Like, have you had, have you enjoyed your um, building of your brand and building of your business ventures, or has that been a struggle for you?
1: It's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, which I'm guessing that any creative or any, you know, person that's trying to start a business or anything like that can relate to. It's, I think that many people in our situations uh, who are trying to do things that your high school guidance counselor probably wouldn't recommend for you to do.
0: Definitely.
1: (laughs) To to just kind of encompass everything. Um, But yeah, doing things like that, it's just, it comes down to a a point where like I have a a normal degree, if you will. Yeah. um, For something that would probably traditionally like pay a bit more and Mm -hmm. be a little bit more stable. But I, it comes down to a point where, like I don't think I could be happy doing those other sort of things, and right. I, I, I don't know if um. It's you have to decide at some point whether, like what what's really gonna make you happy, whether it's like money or, you know, chasing passions and things Definitely. of that nature, yeah. and I, uh, that's why I'm, I I just love it when people just get after it, like what you're doing with this podcast and all of that,
0: right. That's what I kind of talked with Champagne about, too, was just, like, I'm such a big fan of people who, like, no matter their size, no matter their, like, reach, I just love people in general who are really after what they want to do because that fuels me as, like, a maker and a creator. And also it gives me, like, a a, a feeling of connection with other people, too, because it's hard to um, Mm – I feel like sometimes for me it's hard to connect with people who are not – doing or not pursuing their passions or not having to like struggle not having to, you know, understand like almost every aspect of running a business and marketing and like personal relations and that kind of stuff. Do you find, um, do you find it easier to connect with people who are also, you know, pursuing their passions or is it kind of just like, you know, it is what it is with that situation?
1: I think that everyone's different. You know, I think yeah. that a lot of people are uh totally cool doing different things to support themselves and all that. So I don't think I necessarily like can only relate to people that uh, are chasing their passions or, you know, people that are like strictly creatives and all that sort of stuff, but it's definitely, it's definitely refreshing to be able to hang out with people like that and to be able to associate. And I feel lucky to be able to do that whenever I get the opportunity to, but honestly, I think it's just a matter of having anything in common with people is what draws people together. So that can be a lot of things like similar music tastes or, you know, similar uh, like things that you like to do for fun, whether it be like hiking or, you know, physical activities or something like that. So really just any sort of common bridge, I think, is uh, really what draws people together. But uh, being a creative or being, you know, the type of person that just gets after it is definitely one of those things.
0: Yeah, I think that's like something that I focus a lot of my, not to say identity on, but definitely something that I identify with a lot is that like, motivation and creativity because it like clogs up a lot of my mental space recently just having (laughs) to like do it all the time but I think you're also like speaking to a good point too of making sure that like when you are so focused on what you want to do being rounded out on the edges of like make sure you're like enjoying the music that you like go to like I mean before you know everything shut down like being able to go see a DJ or something like that or being able to like get a group of friends together and hike that's such a good point to make sure that you're like holistically enjoying yourself instead of just focusing on the one thing that you feel like will push you to be where you want to be I guess that's my opinion on it Um, yeah I
1: completely agree with that you know I think it's like you have to you have to look at yourself as the whole human that you are instead of hyper fixating on the one thing that you've uh, ascribed value to that you can produce and push yourself in the world and just you know it's important to I hope that you're giving yourself plenty of room to breathe and just being human because I know you work super hard with all your stuff so
0: no, dude. No, it's good to hear that. I mean, that's just something that I have to work on. I mean, and maybe other people feel the same way. I I guess I get so excited about what I want to do that it's like, that's all I think about. But you're you're exactly right. Just like making sure just to enjoy instead of just focusing on like what's next is so important. How did you, um, I think we talked before a while back and I asked you how you got kind of into like the dapper wrap thing. But before we really talk about dapper wraps, I just want to see if you could tell me like how you started getting into like business in that sense or like selling things and like that kind of marketing sphere.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, so this is kind of a funny story. Are you familiar with what tech decks are? Those little tiny skateboards that you play? Yeah, with yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, we're going, we're going deep into the the cuts for this one. Um, so when I was 13, I was, uh, I'm, I'm a skateboarder. And so when I was 13, I really liked playing with tech decks and, uh, they call them fingerboards. That's like the official name for, mm-hmm the like, like the the this sport that's, that's not yeah. sound, that's not what you would call it but yeah let's the just call it a sport, sport for yeah the finger sport and so uh there are tech decks that cost about three dollars and then there's uh, other brands that create professional ones that could cost anywhere up to like two hundred dollars if you got a super fancy custom one for right. this little tiny skateboard that's like smaller than a dollar bill Mm -hmm. it's costing more than an actual full-size skateboard and so I thought this was ridiculous even at 13 yeah and so uh what I did is I took like my birthday money that I had saved up and I went on Mm alibaba.com and ordered a bunch of wheels uh from a factory and just started selling them on like ebay and uh like started a little website and stuff like that and so I guess that was my first introduction to entrepreneurship or and you know trying to just hustle and you know Printing chip and shipping labels and right, doing yeah, that whole thing, you know, oh, yeah. And so I, I learned a lot of lessons of what mostly what not to do and what to do, and uh, you know, and so that was like my first like I guess parlay into that whole world, and um, and so I, after a couple of years, I um, because there's like a ton more competition, right? I sort of uh, just stopped operating the company, and I had I still had that itch though. Uh, I yeah still felt like, man, I just, I would be so cool to kind of start something up like that again, but be able to do it on in like a a better way and do it the way I want to do it. uh, Having learned what I, you know, learned in the past few years and stuff like that. And so I'd always been looking for some new hustle to do. Uh, And so fast forward to 2016, um, I was at Bonnaroo Mm -hmm. and it was super hot that year as it always is at Bonnaroo. (laughs) <laughs> it, it was about, <laughs> it's about 93 degrees outside, something like that, but it probably felt more like 103. Yeah. And, and he's
0: like a, 85, 90%, I'm sure. Like, yeah,
1: like bump. we're, we're almost there to just like you just being in a, in <laughs> yeah, a swimming pool, exactly. or a hot tub, more like it, <laughs> <A sauna. laughs> but anyways, so we're, uh, we're all at Bonner and my friend's mom had bought us all a couple of cooling towels for our group to share. Cool. And we had been basically sharing's a kind of a nice way to put it, really, we were more fighting over it, yeah <laughs> uh, if someone had put it down for a second, then we'd pick it up and then'd go,, uh-huh. like, this is my nomineeses and I noticed that a lot of people at Bonner were also using uh, cooling towels made of the same material, uh, but there wasn't any booths or anyone there trying to meet that need and to try right. and actually provide for this demographic that right. really needs this product and so I just thought that was weird and what started as a joke of um, I forget if I said it or if one of my friends said it, but we said, Hey, we should just take John's artwork and put it on a cooling towel. Cause my friend John was uh, like selling prints of his artwork at Bonnaroo that year. Yeah, And the, I, um, I just like started Googling things and started to look up, Hey, I wonder if this is actually possible. And yeah. I talked to a bunch of different factories. I found the one that could print cooling uh, artwork on cooling towels made of that material. And yeah. to this day, Uh, We're still the only company that prints uh, artwork on that material of cooling towels and markets it towards like a music festival demographic. So it was really just sort of like a, I I wish this existed. I think I could make it happen. And so I just took a leap of faith and ordered way too many towels and uh, just tried, you know, one (laughs) at a time. Started started
0: hacking them. Get your towel, get your towel. I mean, that's what you got to do. I love it.
1: Yeah. Going campsite to campsite at festivals and just being like, Hey guys, you want to like really the whole pitch is just trying to get them to touch the towel. Right. And then, that that's you know that's all I I really aim to do
0: that's so cool so you saw a need and then you were like I know how to feel this need and then you went after it and you started meeting that need that's really neat I mean it's easy to break it down like that I mean obviously there's so many steps in between those things that get you to that point but was there any kind of like moment that you maybe when you were selling your fingerboards maybe like after you started dapper reps was there a moment where you like something clicked in your head and you're like okay this is definitely like what I feel like I should be putting energy towards like this what was like was there a confirmation that happened for you that you were like okay now I know this is worth putting the time and energy into it That's a great
1: question. I, uh, I think it's a lot of small moments. I don't think it's any specific one moment for the most part. Right. Uh, But I think it's a matter of the feeling that you get when you're taping up a package to send it out. Right. And writing a thank you note or something like that, or just like having a lot of work to do something like on something that you created Mm -hmm. and seeing it sort of just snowball into something bigger and just like one more step bigger, one more step bigger uh i think that really just sort of speaks to the human need to create even though all i really did was you know move money around to get other people to create my towels for me and stuff like that but uh there's i don't know i think that that just i think it just feels good like uh it's my it's what i can do to kind of like you know leave a mark i guess Mm -hmm. not to make it sound like it's I mean, no, all no, this no. is so, like,
0: like point it. And stuff like that, but no, 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 I get what you're saying. Legacy. I and mean, then. we'll definitely touch on that like later. Cause I definitely have a question about that, but I'm glad you brought that up. Like, in in a very like humble way, I understand what you mean. Cause it is about like doing, I don't know. I don't have kids or anything like that. And I don't know if I want to have kids, but I always mm-hmm. imagine like, it'd be cool if I was like 55, 60, to be able to like pull out all of the things that I've done and like pull out all this music and pull out like all of the things that I've like cult- like accumulated as I've gotten older and be like, Hey, like look at all this stuff that like your dad did, or look at all this stuff that like I put energy towards and just have that be a part of, you know, like a further, a bigger story. Like my grandfather, he started the first um, camera shop in Augusta and he's an immigrant from Poland. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, that's been such a big narrative my entire life. And, you know, not that, um, I didn't really spend time with him. Like he died when I was like three or four. Like it was very, or my great grandfather. So it's like a very small window of time that like I got to see him and experience him. But his legacy, his story like lives on. And even an adult, as an adult now, like being 25, it's really pushed me, you know, past. Like it's, it's just made me feel like, okay, he did it. This is in my blood. This is like something that people do, you know. It, I don't know. It just makes me feel connected in a way. And I appreciate that like you are speaking on that because I don't feel like people talk about that enough. Just like the instead of the internal, the out the external. Like what what does it speak to further than like you were saying, just selling towels or you know, starting a business when you're with your birthday money, that kind of stuff. Just like and then back to the podcast, it's really neat to have um conversation like this so you can have connection with more people and more people can you know, people that you might not know, people that you would never interact with on a daily basis. Maybe they live in a different country. Maybe they're like different friend group, whatever, but still be inspired by people who are not necessarily unattainable. Like I met you out, I think we had mutual friends Mm
1: -hmm. and I think
0: we just connected. And it was really cool that like you were approachable, nice, fun. I was like really into that receptive. And then here we are. And, you know, we've been like connected for a few years now. Like I've seen your growth we've interacted so it's cool to just see like the relationship and like be in like somebody's corner and be like woohoo I got you you know and I don't know yeah. yeah yeah I mean I'm sure you feel like that you, you work with bands like I'm sure you might have had an experience where a band you saw them at the beginning and now they got like some fan base or maybe they're getting more popular or whatever and it's just kind of feel like you see people's growth and how that inspires you
1: yeah, I uh, I remember you had all those cool ideas for how we could market the towels and right that whole ad plan I was like man this is awesome I never thought about any sort of stuff and I uh, that was a great way to meet you and then to see you working on all your different projects and stuff like that it's definitely I can I completely agree with uh, the sentiment that it's, it's just cool to see your people pushing things and you know doing what they can do uh, yeah and kind of to touch on what you're talking about about leaving a legacy and how your grandpa, he uh, had the first camera shop in Augusta. It It's, it's a weird, uh, I like, I completely bounce back and forth between two different mindsets. And mm-hmm. one of them is that I'm going to die one day. Yeah, And so literally whatever I want to do doesn't matter as long <laughs> as I'm like not making other people like, yeah. you know, as long as like I'm like trying to lift people around me up and right. I'm like trying, you know, do my best to be a good person and all that. And then, you know, then really like, that's all that matters because like nothing else I can take with me. Right. But then at the same time, it's also like, you also want to leave a legacy and you don't want to be forgotten. And so it's like, they're kind of polar opposites if you think about it
0: right? in terms
1: uh-huh. of their applications and like the, how that would affect your mental outlook in life. But somehow I, I think it just depends on the day on whether I feel like I want to work on leaving a legacy or if I'm like fine yeah, just is- like kind of like hey like let's just do whatever <laughs> yeah. we want and then we'll we'll die one day but like not in a not in like a sad way but in like right. a liberating way
0: definitely like you just move on from like what you're doing I definitely understand that too yeah I mean it took I call that like positive nihilism like in a way mm-hmm. that it's kind of like I, I I feel like I acquired that mentality definitely after college but there was a moment for me t- as well where it was just kind of like everybody well not everybody but I will say like growing up, like you're talking about counselors, like they're, you are kind of fed this line of like, you need to do this to support yourself. You need to do this to like work for a business, whatever. So when you kind of venture out on your own and try to like carve out your own lane, it's extremely difficult and it's extremely like taxing. But then I think about at the end of the day, like, like you're saying, we're going to die. It doesn't really matter as long as like, I am not affecting other people like adversely, as long as I'm not like cancer on this earth and not like trying to like take from people and I'm uplifting people I don't give a fuck like I am so here to <laughs> do what I want to do you know what I'm saying like I mean I feel like yeah. that's it's kind of how you have to be though like at, at a certain point just be like radical self-love but like radical like radiating positivity as well and not being not pulling other people down to gain what you want but also like making sure what you're doing can be effective and positive for other people and it sounds like you're on the I- right track I like it
1: I love how we're talking about positivity and I'm the, the guest that comes on to your podcast and starts talking about how when we die, <laughs> we just disappear. And <laughs> nothing else matters. Look, it's a real I,
0: thing. I mean, death yeah. is real. So death is yeah. real. Yeah, definitely. Is.
1: And sit comfortable with that fact, I guess, if, however yeah. that looks for you. I think a lot of people are kind of uh, living out a bit more of that mindset uh, just, you know, right now, because, you know, it's kind of uh, it, a lot of people are having their stuff screwed up you know yeah yeah. a lot of the things that people worked for kind of just like well whatever and I think a lot of people's paths them what they thought their lives looked like um or what they thought their lives would look like right now six months ago yeah I don't think most people's lives look even remotely close to that and I think that a lot of people are getting stressed out about that and a lot of people are also finding kind of like uh freedom in the chaos of it all and
0: yeah (laughs) I'm like in the middle of that I started DJing and like, well, okay. That's so awesome. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting. I will say like in January, I was working with this um, guy in Atlanta. who's super nice. Like I had been working with him for like eight months and we were working for a big cannabis company called madman out of California. And then madman had like this huge change of like board and they changed their whole structure of their company. And so they dropped all their vendors. So we got dropped. And then it was like, let's see like mid-Jan to like end of February like trying to drum up clients trying to build up people and then also like me having more free time learning the DJ thing kind of connecting with bar owners trying to get you know like connections and then like mid-March I think I'm supposed to start DJing at one of the bars downtown in like April mid-March comes around and like boom COVID everything shut down and here we are like what is it almost yeah end of August same thing so it's been a um it's been hard it's been yeah, it's been hard for everybody. And like, I totally, it's like weird. It either brings you together or it like pushes you apart. And I feel like for me, just because it's kind of like hitting me from all sides, that it made me connect with people more. And that's kind of like adapting to new life and adapting to like pursuing passion, positivity in a new way has like driven me to this. How have you had to like curb what you're doing to help make sure that you're still working on you know what you want to do but still being safe and like working around the extreme barriers that come with being in COVID-19 world.
1: I, I really like how we're talking about a bunch of different dualities of I guess yeah just like modern day <laughs> I, I, it seems like a common theme uh, in terms of still trying to chase my passions in a you know COVID-19 world so a big uh, demographic that I would shoot is uh, musicians and fans uh-huh. and stuff like that I would uh, film videos of bands with like multi-angle setups and then cut it all together. And then you'd have like a video of your live set at a venue. Right. Uh, Since venues aren't open right now, uh, we've kind of shifted. And now I'm doing videos that are more like live stream style things, Mm. Um, whether it's an actual live stream or just recording an entire video and then uh, playing it afterwards. Um, And so that's been one way where it's kind of been like, well, this isn't really like this isn't 100% what I expected right you know for to be focusing my energy on but here we are let's go for it let's like let's make it happen like let's just we're just playing the cards we've been dealt and
0: definitely maybe we're we're playing five card draw but we only got three cards but (laughs) yeah hopefully you can get a pair out of that no literally I went to a casino for the first time this past weekend my friend Kelly had invited me to go with her to DC for the weekend so we had like Mm flown and we were like super safe um shout out to Delta. This is not sponsored, but if you want to sponsor me, that'd be dope. Shout out to Delta because they really did a good job with like making all the passengers feel, well, I felt like they made them feel comfortable and traveling. Like, it's just weird. Like, I feel like I've been stuck in my house for so long and I've been stuck in my room and I had surgery and I was recovering, you know, I'm still recovering. So it's like a lot of things happened in this, like when we, everything was shut down. So it was really fun to like go out and kind of be like, oh, this is what life is like, but then also super weird to see what life is like again, you know, like, it's, like, super weird that on a plane, there's, like, 33% less people, there's, you have to wear your mask, and it's not, you think it's going to be annoying, it's really not that bad, you just have to get, you know, you get used to it, and I don't know, it's just really strange um, to, I guess, like, settle into new life, if that makes sense, like, because in the house, it feels like you're at home. So everything's really familiar and everything is just like, you're like, okay, I'm just in my house. But once you start leaving and interacting and like doing things, not just like going to the grocery store, but literally like going out and traveling, even in that aspect or like going, if you want to go to a bar, like even that kind of way, it's just so, I don't know. It's so weird. Um, But also I think it's cool. Like this is kind of a I don't know. Like I'm kind of trying to be, I'm actually kind of excited because it feels like it's kind of a reset a little bit. Like it's like a nice way A timeout. Yeah. It's a timeout. It's a good way to like figure out where you fit in to this new market, because even like in a business sense, things are changing a lot. So like you were saying you adapted and you started doing live streams and pre-recorded videos. I started a podcast and I was doing some like DJ streams and stuff like that, but it's really, um, I don't know, like, have you found any kind of, like, opportunity in the gray area of, like, trying to figure out how new life will work and kind of finding your niche? Have you been able to do that through, maybe through your live streams or maybe through, like, how you're, photo- like, doing photographs now?
1: Yeah, so I uh, I definitely think that this is a, a huge reset for a lot of people, and I think a lot of people need that reset. I know for myself, I remember right before uh, – like quarantine happened I had this specific moment where I was super slammed doing work at like two in the morning uh and all I was thinking to myself is man if I could just have like three days to just catch up on everything and have no one talk to me then I would be chilling so easy and then (laughs) I uh I went to a Okeechobee music festival where I didn't have phone service for the entire time and when I like when you when I went into it there was COVID was not really a thing Right. And when I came out of it, everyone's like, oh, my school's canceled for the entire semester.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, like, like when you get back. in Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I it was just a total like before and after sort of moment.
0: Yeah. And like I remember coming back, back and it being, coming
1: back. So weird. Exactly. It was crazy. And so I remember when I got back, I thought to myself, oh, well, this is this is one of those be careful what you wish for moments, because now I got <laughs> yeah, I got I plenty know. of time to catch up. Dude, I know. It's yeah, so weird.
0: I feel you. That's crazy. But,
1: I can definitely relate to the you know everyone likes to say the new normal and throw that term around a whole lot, right? Uh, and talk about how just things have changed and how they might not change back. And right. I think it's interesting that you touched on how uh, how when you go out and you things are different but they feel familiar. Like mm-hmm. now when we go to grocery stores and everyone's wearing a mask, I remember when people first started wearing masks I thought it was so weird I was like this is so yeah, grim exactly. this is so sad I can't like you know are we all gonna die this is yeah freaky. no I know. like everyone's wearing like it felt like I was in some sort of apocalyptic movie be- just yeah. because people were me- wearing masks which really isn't mm-hmm. that crazy and then now whenever I go out and I see people wearing masks and stuff like that I don't it doesn't even register in my brain right. like I don't see a person with a mask and sometimes I'll consciously think like oh wait everyone's wearing a mask right now this is Kind of interesting, but I'm just—I'm yeah. not used to seeing people's mouths anymore.
0: I know it's, it's so just weird. Made- it's so weird. That's crazy. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Like, I don't know. Like now, it's even—not that I even see it really much anymore. But like when you, I see people who like even wear their masks wrong, and I'm like, oh, a nose, or like, oh, a chin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like exactly that moment of just like, oh, there are people under these masks. I forget, you know, because so much of your like expression comes from your mouth too. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I worry about that the way that because mm-hmm. most of what people say is transmitted through body language rather than yeah through like the specific words that they say and right. sometimes it's kind of weird talking to people and well first of all I'm kind of hard of hearing so it's it's harder to understand what people are saying when I can't read their right lips. but I mean, also it's it's harder to understand people's intentions and their tone without yeah. seeing them smile and I know I Sometimes when I'll be walking by someone, uh, if you accidentally make eye contact with them, sometimes you get that little that little smile (laughs) just to show them that you're not threatening or anything like that. And now if I look at someone, I do that smile, then it just looks like I'm staring at them because they can't see the fact that (laughs) I'm smiling.
0: Exactly. I think about that all the time because I am such a big like I'm a very big observer like that, and I do like to look people in the eyes. It's just like I don't know. I got I don't know where I got that trait from, but it's so weird because I always yeah, it's just like i'm like a smile is free but now it's like you can't even give that away because it's like you know i mean i don't know you can be like tyra banks and smise, but at the end of the day you're exactly right it's just totally makes it kind of weird at some point and you're like oh wait i'm literally just staring at this person they all they can see is my eyes like digging into their soul like,
1: yeah they're just out here at Kroger trying, trying to get
0: buy their some apples. food for
1: a recipe or something <laughs> like that yeah yeah
0: Trying
1: yeah. to pick up a pre- prescription here i am staring them down like a hawk
0: yeah you're like, those are my apples. I do not get those. <laughs> That's dope. Um, let's see. Whenever you, whenever you started Dapper Wraps and kind of decided that you were going to put on the, uh, the, the designs and things like that, was it hard for you to brand your business? Like, was it, were you thinking about the brand when you were building it? Were you thinking about your customer, customer base or were you kind of focused on like this? Like, I, like you were talking about, like you recognized the need, you wanted to fill the need and you wanted to get into that market, were you kind of thinking about the brand experience or were you kind of thinking about like the product experience in that moment?
1: So when I started out, um, you're bringing up lots of great questions. I don't know that I've consciously thought about. So this is is probably more enlightening for me than it is for anyone that's listening. But I, uh, so when I started out, it was strictly just like the product experience. I just wanted, I figured it was one of those deals where if you create the product, and the product is better than everything else, then the people right. will come. It'll definitely. eventually catch on and people will love it. Mm-hmm. But I quickly learned that just because you make something awesome and you have a thousand cooling towels sitting in your parents' basement doesn't mean that they'll immediately just start flying off the shelves and people yeah. will find your website. <laughs> yeah. So and true. so I had to uh, I had to develop strategies in order to actually get the product out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely didn't want to be uh a I don't know if boring is the right word but I I wanted to be make the company feel like it was their the people's friend right the same way that I would want someone to feel like I'm their friend if they came up to my booth at a music festival right and we're checking out the towels right I wanted to like have that experience continue to the internet
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh where we don't necessarily get to have that face-to-face communication and right be able to understand people's intentions and stuff like that Mm-hmm. So starting out, uh, my main ways that I would try and market and, uh, get the word out, uh, included doing, uh, giveaways on like Reddit, like specific yeah. subreddits and okay. just like kind of talking to people and right. kind of coming at people, uh, very, um, just very honestly and
0: yeah, ho- authentic. authentic
1: and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. and just being like, Hey, I'm one of you guys. I just made this thing because I thought that we should all have one. Right, And just kind of making that like the brand tone, like, yeah. you know, it's sort of like, Hey, I like, like this is a thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, like it can help you. You should get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you can make it out to one more daytime set at a festival, then it pretty much pays for itself.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you can just sit and like, if you can get there early and sit in the front row for your like person mm-hmm. who's coming on at 11 o'clock, like literally that makes it worth it. Definitely. I mean, cause I mean, that's such a good point too. It's a tool as well I mean you're like it's a fashion accessory in a way because you do have the design and you wanted to like amp up the visual aspect of it but it's cool that there's it's like there's functionality as well so it's not like you're just trying to sell people crap like you're like hey look this has really improved my experience at a music festival and I love music festivals I love music so like you should totally buy into it because you're gonna benefit as well which I mean that's such a good way to approach um Something like that, especially with the demographic of people who go to music festivals being so kind of in a range of people who are like, probably don't have that much money and go and just eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and like psychedelic (laughs) mushrooms the entire time versus the people who are like VIP who are like in the RVs and they have like so much money just to like get whatever they want. It kind of, um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like classist in a way. It kind of evens the playing field of like, hey, look, like these are reasonable, they're affordable and they're for everybody. So definitely appreciate that kind of approach to your product
1: yeah i mean they're $15 which compared to most things at a music festival that's the price of like a lemonade depending on yeah
0: no seriously where
1: you go so um i yeah i i always came at it as just a fellow you know festival goer and a a fellow towel user well before i had an official booth at bonnaroo Mm
0: um
1: like back when i wasn't legit and i just had you know a a storage bin completely full of towels uh I think it was 2017, maybe 2018. It was one of the first few, few, uh, couple of years that I had the cooling towels produced and I had them at Bonnaroo.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I had my mom help me sew six of them together. So I made this giant blanket and I woke nice. up in the morning. And it was just way too hot for me to go back to sleep. And <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I took the blanket and I went to the water refill station. I was just wetting it so that I could put it on me and I put it on my body and I just started to, you know, feel like a human again for the first yeah. time in the <laughs> yeah. entire day and at people were asking me questions like what the hell is that i need like can i touch it can i try it on I'm like yeah right. sure, whatever yeah, guys yeah. I, w- I didn't have my contacts in i don't i don't i don't think i was wearing a shirt um i don't i was definitely not wearing shoes i was just like you know basically rolled out of bed and i was like all right let's go and yeah. i put that on and then people were like can i can i buy some and i was like yeah sure and so i would go grab more towels sell them to those people, those right. people would ask what are those. And then I think I sold like twenty five towels or something like that wow. before I even put my contacts in, which is a miracle that's that I was amazing. even able to find people. And so <laughs> like, which is funny because I've had that's way more towels than I've sold at some days at music festivals where I've had a booth. Right. Where I'm trying to sh- like, hey, look at my product. Look at this. Try this. Hey. Right. Like, you know, kind of push it. But just me being like, all right, let's get this day going and right. let me wet this towel somehow people respond more to that sometimes more than they do to the standard pitch because people are so used to getting that standard pitch Definitely, that sometimes just seeing the dude that wants to go back to sleep that's
0: right it doesn't look like you're trying to make a buck off of people either i think in that like aspect of trying to like not even remain authentic but like coming from a place of like i am one of you people and or not people that sounds so directed i'm one of you guys like we're all friends here i'm like I'm in pod three, you're in pod four. I was in pod three, actually. (laughs) Weird. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just cool because it's like, hey, I have this thing. And if you want one, they're 15 bucks. Not like, hey, get this thing. Like, you know, it just doesn't seem so, I don't even say aggressive, but like pointed in a way. Or like coming from a place of like, a mentality of like, I'm trying to make money off of you versus coming from a mentality of like, this can help you. So I like that you've been like, that's neat how your personal experience, just like being limited by money, being limited by space, being limited by all of these things that are so, like that are real barriers at the beginning of like creating a brand or making a product or like starting a business, how that's actually helped you and you like leaned into that to get your product out there and to get more people like on the, the Rap train. Like that's pretty, that's dope to me.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, so that was a an authentic situation of- yeah you know, just being part of the in-group and just kind of doing what you're doing and seeing, and then people respond to it. Mm -hmm. But from a, you know, a broader advertising aspect, which I know is something that you're interested in. Have you Mm -hmm. seen, I'm positive that you see, you get these ads too, but just like Instagram ads where it, instead of having a high budget film crew come out, it's just some random person with their phone yeah. In selfie mode talking about a product right and obviously they're paid when you like think about what they're <laughs> yeah. saying if you think about it for more than like 10 seconds then you can tell if they're paid right but i think it's just that they're kind of speaking to that psychological uh just wanting to trust someone that's you know seems like they're just part one of you right uh, just someone that's like an average joe that likes the product even though it's someone getting paid a ton of money for it and so right. I, I just think it's interesting that we're seeing that shift uh, oh, yeah. instead of people trying to prove their legitimacy by spending tons of money, they're definitely trying to like yeah. fake legitimacy by, right. oh, Hey, I just got these Zimba whitening strips or something right, like right, right. that. Like, Hey, these work so great. And uh-huh. really it's like, come on.
0: Do they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely, um, cause I've been doing some research and like marketing and things like that recently. And I kind of touched on this with champagne too, but like, that's really a good point of how influencer marketing, even Influencer marketing from like 2015 to like 2020 has changed a lot too, where micro influencers are much more effective than macro influencers, like where your following count is actually, if it's lower, it's better because of that authenticity. I feel like once you get to a certain point of like, inf- like certain point of status or influence in any kind of social media sphere, you kind of, I don't want to say you get cocky or you kind of, I feel like your mentality changes a little bit and like your view has changed quite a bit, like the production value of what you're doing is like a little bit more high end. And it definitely doesn't speak to the reality of the situation. For like example, whenever COVID started, it was, I don't know, this was really uh, impactful for me, honestly, like whenever COVID, um, right when it hit and like at the beginning, like end of, Ma- end of March, April kind of situation, um, hang on real quick, I'm gonna turn off my notifications because I don't want that to be loud. Anyway, um, at the end of March, beginning of April they were doing like these concerts you know like uh like benefit concerts for people who were being affected and trying to raise awareness and so what I thought was interesting is that like you would watch I mean even like Jimmy Kimmel or any kind of like late night show or like I mean even the news these these entities that usually are so high produced so well produced um have all this equipment all this thing like all of these things and then you like cut to not being able to be in a group, not being able to work together. And you have these people, like these talent, setting up their own equipment. And it's in their living room. Yeah. And it's the same exact quality of what you and I have going on right here. So it's like, it just goes to show that I think it, there's a mirage of like how much, not how much things get done, but like how much it takes to produce a high quality product versus like, The actual extent of what one person can do in their own environment. Do you find that to be? I mean, because you're in the same kind of situation of like production and um, like, do you find that to be something that you've run into, or do you feel like, you know, I don't know. What do you feel like on that? That's a,
1: that's a really inspiring take. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like one of the few late night shows I watch is Last Week Tonight. Yeah, I love. Uh, He's the best. Uh, But his shows. So he's he's done the thing that you're talking about where you know, he's just doing it in his house. Right. And I still watch, it's getting just as many views. Right. It's just as funny. Uh, the only difference really is that now it's a white background instead of it looking like a fake cityscape. Right. And you know, there's not a laugh track anymore. Right. Right. But other than all of that, it's still just as impactful, which should, you know, kind of be a lesson to show people that if you want to start creating content or make anything that you think that you could, help impact people in any sort of positive light whether it's just giving them a smile or providing information or you know discussing you know art and passions and stuff like that on the what's cool podcast then hey you (laughs) you just kind of have to do it like that's literally the Mm -hmm. only way to learn how to do anything is to just like just try it and yeah maybe maybe it'll suck maybe it'll be awesome but the fact of the matter is like you can be you can do something awesome because people are doing it uh, you know, all these, like, high-budget shows and stuff like that, really, now it's just down to how funny they are. And
0: right, it's the quality. They, don't have, they can't like lean content. on
1: the, yeah, they can't lean on the fact that they have some super high-budget production Right. value.
0: I, yeah, I mean, and it definitely goes to show, like, what is valuable and what's not um, in that way. And that's interesting. Okay, so it, I want to, like, jump to, like, a question about motivation, you because i think that's like that's a really good point of like getting out there doing it and literally just saying like i'm gonna do it like and figuring it out as you go in that kind of way but so for me i have i don't want to say failed because that's such a negative connotation but i kind of embrace failure like i like to try things and then them not work out in a certain kind of way because i've learned so much from that experience versus like doing things and then working out so like this whole thing with the podcast has been an interesting it's kind of been overwhelming in a little bit of a way because i've never really had done anything that has gotten like a positive response off the bat usually like when i put things out it's like maybe like 10 people who are like good friends who i always show things to or you know whatever like they'll be you know i'll get feedback from them but mm-hmm. like recently i mean especially with the first episode and now we'll see how this next one goes like it's been strangers like reaching out and saying like hey your conversation really touched me like really helped me you know, in, in any kind of way. And that was like, that has been very strange to be like, oh, wow, like the, I don't want to say the intention behind the podcast because I just like to have conversation. Honestly, like this is a fun way just to get in front of like different kinds of people and have like some social interaction. That's not like, you know. <laughs> it was all a for social interaction. <laughs> yeah, I just need some friends. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like it's just, it's been really interesting and it's been a really cool thing to be, to understand that my motivation does not really come from the response of other people, but to really, it's really just because I want to do things. And so to have the response be positive now is kind of like, I don't know, it's just like an interesting experience. Uh, do you, like, what motivates you? Like, what keeps you going? Have you failed and been like, ah, oh, shit, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then you had the one thing that was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like, how does how do you resonate with all that?
1: Well, the first thing I'd like to say is I hope I don't ruin your streak of you getting positive feedback. No, no, no. Podcast.
0: It's not even about that. No, I, I appreciate I'm just kidding. It. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, for, in terms of motivation, what motivates me to like, keep pushing you know, photo work or anything mm-hmm. like that, I think that, I mean, part of it's definitely just seeing what other people do and thinking that's awesome. I, and like, what are the things that are keeping me from doing that thing and doing yeah. that awesome thing? uh like i'm working on uh, a short film right now um in the planning progress or the planning like stage i guess of it yeah and really the i haven't really done anything narrative work okay um where like i've written it you know shot it directed it all that sort of stuff found to find a cast and uh yeah that whole way through but i really wanted to i just kept watching all of these different you know low budget indie films and thinking this is awesome right like i I don't see why I couldn't pull something off like this and it might not be that good. But honestly, I think it's just sort of a matter of like wanting to know mm-hmm. if that's, if that makes any sense. Or, yeah.
0: I like, I just,
1: just want to know, like, can I do it? Like what, yes. what happens if I try it?
0: <laughs> Yes. I get, yeah. I'm right there, man. Like I feel like I'll get a lot of, uh, f- uh, I get a lot of, I don't want to say feedback, but like a lot of people commenting, friends mostly that are like you know you do so many different things blah 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 blah. if you focus blah 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 blah. but I was talking to my boyfriend I can't and I was, focus I, that's what I'm saying like I but I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like I try something I do it and it's like it is what it is and then I move on or if I like it I'll keep going but I definitely resonate with just saying like why can't I make a t-shirt brand why can't I make a short film why can't I go out and DJ why can't I have a podcast it literally is just like why can't I mentality and I'm glad to hear like that it's nice to hear that I'm not the only one <laughs> just kind of like, no. like falls into what at the moment they're interested in that's really dope and that's cool to hear that you're um, you know you're producing and directing and writing a movie like I really want to hear more about that um, after you get to like a place where you're ready to promote and talk about it I'd love to have you back on and, and like just hear about that process because I did um, film production at Grady at UGA so that's awesome i didn't know that
1: i i don't think i've ever actually known what your your major was i knew that you were uta but
0: <laughs> i'm just a mystery i'm like an enigmatic like i'll just do what i want
1: <laughs> yeah you're one of those and people where it's like yeah this and that and literal
0: uh, yes ands always keep it going we'll have it going. to
1: well uh yeah let's let's talk uh and you know after the podcast and see if maybe if you want to do some sort of collaboration sort of thing yeah. on it, if you want to help out in some whatever that might look like but um i think that speaking of people that Kind of just ask themselves I wonder if I can do this I think that Elon Musk is probably yeah the most uh, the most popular person in our current society that has that mentality because there's no way that he's doing all these different stupid things they're not right. stupid, but like all these different like no, I agree. outlandish ideas because right. he's thinking it's a great business idea like he, he thought I wonder if I could make a flamethrower and sell it <laughs> and then so he just did <laughs> yeah but, you know, like I hate traffic in LA because he's driving around in LA. I wonder if I could just build a tunnel under all of LA and just like, what would happen? You know, like, what could I do this? And then he just has the resources and the the intelligence and all of that sort of stuff in order to actually execute these ideas. Um, Right. And so I think that if you were a billionaire, you'd probably be doing things of a similar scale.
0: Yeah, (laughs) maybe one day. I feel like, yeah, I would like to say um I'm a little bit I feel like I'm the creative uh woker. I try to be like the creative woke Elon Musk version. Like I definitely like his
1: Can you change your Instagram cap uh like uh, <laughs> profile caption to that? Yes, exactly. Creative woke Elon Musk.
0: Yes, exactly. It was going to be like your dad's best kept secret but I kind of like creative woke <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk better. That's dope. Um that's cool. So I was going to say what Do you do, like, I don't know if you've like planned out, you know, things that you want to do in the future, if you just kind of like roll with it. At the beginning, I had like made plans to be like, I want to do this and this and this. And now, because of like everything that's been going on, it just kind of, my, my, sorry, my mentality has changed to focusing on like going with the flow. So I was going to ask, is there anything that you are like working on now that helps you connect to like what you want to be doing in the future?
1: And thinking about what I want to do in the future, that's a, I, uh, I mainly try and just take it like, you know, day by day, month by month, whatever. Yeah. But um, I always like to have some sort of project, mm-hmm. kind of like you're talking about, like, just like, see, just something where it's, I'm, I hope to aim to be different in some way three months from now
0: mm-hmm.
1: than I am right now. So, like, whether that's me right. working on, you know, producing short films or something right. like that, like, that's something new and I think going through that experience and having done that I will be different in right. three months from now than I am right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh something that when people are in my life get down on themselves I like to point out the fact that like would you rather be the person that you are right now or would you rather be the person you were two years ago so true and usually people will say I'd rather be the person I am right now and I right. say okay what about the person right now or the person you were five years ago And they'll typically say i'm the person i am i'd rather be the person i am right now so that if you can answer i want to be the person i am right now to those two questions and that means that you're headed in the correct trajectory right and you're still evolving and it's kind of a weird thing because i don't think that intuitively people myself included like think of ourselves as works in progress
0: right definitely not
1: it's we kind of think of ourselves as like, yeah, like I'm awesome. Like, you know, the way I dress isn't weird. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, this is definitely my final haircut. Like I'm just going to have this for the rest of my life. Like (laughs) Yeah. Even just like surface level things like that. And then like, now if I look at myself like three years ago, I'm like, who's this loser? Definitely. And then so, uh, or like, you know, like, what were you doing? You're wasting your time. Like you're, why are you putting your energy towards that? And so I think as long as I'm constantly hating, uh, (laughs) what I was Uh, doing, (laughs) not hating, but you know, constantly like adjusting and uh, changing, improving. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, As long as, you know, me you and anyone is changing and improving and trying new things to what they were doing before. Then I think that we'll all be in a better situation.
0: Yeah. I think um, speaking on that, it's really interesting that I definitely have had that experience and that's kind of why social media is like fun in a way because it is a documentation of like where you were in those moments to like in looking back it's like oh yeah I remember why I was doing that or I was thinking that or like why the fuck did I even like want to do that you know it's kind of like you know you can have a lot of reactions but I found that like for me it's fun to I don't know like introspectively there's like an essence of what I enjoy what I like to do and how those things have um manifested in different ways like I like to dress up kind of crazy and like go downtown and just kind of be like a spectacle sometimes so like when I went to like I went to DC and I wore these like seven inch platform like shit kicker boots and stuff like that And there was nobody like in like a studded out outfit like and it was cool like I mean I have I like researched the style I did my things and I was kind of thinking back like like it's weird I enjoy that like I enjoy that kind of um expression and so but also like going and thinking about like you know, just even being 18, 19, and, like, seeing how that manifested originally, and how it has improved to, like, what it is now, but kind of, like, being proud of the, I don't know, I'm proud of, like, having, like, maintaining that essence, and, like, proud of myself in a way of being, like, elite, like, I know that these things that I'm doing now were what I wanted to do back then, and I'm kind of achieving them more, I don't want to say in a better way, but, like, more professionally, like, just like getting better, like cleaning it up. And as an artist, like that's important to me. It's just like to keep, um, not uh, like improving, keep uh, keep it consistent, but also Mm -hmm. like keeping it clean and like, and just the production value of it all. Like working within your means, I guess. Like I'm always trying to improve my skill within what I have. And I always, like, I love a budget. Like I'm not anybody who has any kind of extra money to go blow it off and like throw money into stuff. Like, so when I- a lot of my stuff is just kind of like, and I'm sure you have the same kind of experience of like, I have this thing I wanna do. Um, all of these blogs are telling me I need to do this, this, and this. So how can I like curve my mindset to do these things without having to go out and buy a $2,000 mic or go out and buy a you know, $5,000 setup for a movie? Like your, your budget, like when you start budgeting for your movie, you know, this is a huge thing too. Like, you know, there's movies that are made on $10,000 budgets. Which are amazing, and then there's so many movies that are made on like million dollar budgets, which are shit. Paranormal so,
1: Activity was filmed with six thousand dollars.
0: Right, exactly, and that movie's like, and but the, see, the thing is, they've leaned into their limitations, Absolutely. and I think, but I mean, and like just like you said, like whenever you didn't have a booth at um, Bonnaroo and you started walking around and you were like, you know, introducing people to your brand and your towels, like you were leaning into your limitation. So, I find that really inspiring to hear and it's cool to like be able to resonate with somebody else who's also just innovative in that way that helps them I don't know I think it kind of keeps you focused on like what you're doing versus focused on like the what you, wish you of you any... well yeah, I mean like where, what you
1: wish about. you were doing like in the right. future you're kind of just like staying present with the fact that you have like you are who you are in this exact moment and you can do the best with the cards you have right And it kind of sounds like when you're talking about how you're still doing the things that you feel are in essence what you wanted to do back then it kind of sounds like you're constantly like making your like younger versions of yourself proud definitely like trying to reach for that and like trying to do something where you know you can look back and be like you know what like this is still authentically me definitely like i didn't waver the the world probably you know told you to waver at certain points and sent you messages and you said fuck that this is who i am yeah and the world can take it or leave it sort of thing and i love that attitude yeah i I wish that everyone uh, could have that sort of attitude that you have with, with that. And I think the world would be a, a a better, brighter place if, you know, if everyone followed their heart like that. But
0: Right. Maybe some of that'll be... I just hope that, like, maybe at the end of the day, like, that's what people can probably take from conversations like this. If, if, if it's me and you, if it's Oprah and Deepak Chopra, whomever, like, <laughs> just to... I mean, honestly, though, like, just to kind of add value to people's lives is important. So like, I don't know, before we wrap it up, I was just kind of curious, like what kind of value do you aspire to add to people's lives?
1: Man, go, going deep. I would say the type of value I want to add to people's lives. I, I see myself as a, a supportive role for yeah. a lot of different things for the people. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not a rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, I can barely play like you know three notes and on a bass guitar or something yeah, like that. I can't play anything. I got you. Yeah. I feel you. But but I love music and so I want to play a yeah, supportive role and I want to take the people that love doing what they do and that are great at what they do. I want to be able to take them and then push them further at that.
0: Yeah. Uh, when it yeah. comes to
1: like shooting pictures, I want to take someone that like doesn't feel confident mm-hmm. and I want to take pictures of them and I want them to look at that and be like, "Oh my god, I look like a model. Like I look yeah. like I'm just like absolutely beaming." And so I think that uh Whatever it looks like, I just want to be the type of person that can lift someone up with the things that I like to do. And I think that if you can make people, if you can enhance people's lives in some way, shape or form, uh, and you can make money doing it, and it's something that you love doing. Mm-hmm. If you have the Venn diagram of those three different right. uh, things, then that's your purpose in life. And so I, I don't know what my actual purpose on this planet is, but that's as, far, <laughs> yeah. that's as close as I've gotten so far. So that's, that's what I'm going to stick with. Right. Keep I chasing that,
0: that. No, I definitely understand that too. I think like my mentality has definitely um, expanded where at one point I wanted to be the rock star. And I still, I mean, I kind of like the idea of like a cult of personality kind of thing. Um, like just for anybody, just how like they represent themselves and like how people connect with who, how they act and who they are, but more over like working and like i love music too and it's like i've tried to make music i like like that journey it's definitely a long-term journey for me as of right now because it's probably not going to be like i'm focusing on like writing a song or whatever but i like the idea of supplementing other people's dreams too and i think like for example like i've i've been trying to get more into the music scene by helping people design album covers or like helping Mm. people do um like you know like doing themes for albums and kind of like connecting like how you would i mean it's like it's i mean it's brand building it's what i've learned to do it's like how you would build like how we would do dapper raps right like the design the campaign whatever like that but helping people who are musicians get into that because at the end of the day like we can all we all get by with a little help from our friends right so it's like that it's cool i feel like mm-hmm. Um, in a humble way, my talent level can really provide a lot of visual, like, supplementation to an album, and since I connect with music like that, it's fun to help represent the sound in a visual way, and I think it's cool that you also have found your niche within, like, not putting pressure on yourself to make music, but also, like, being able to enjoy, like, I mean, the social aspect of making music, the vis, like, you know, the representation of the show, like, the production value of all that, It's cool to see how you've been able to like fit yourself in. And it inspires me also to keep trying to like push myself further and further, just make connections with people and like getting people interested. And I always ask this question when I talk to people and it's like, I mean, it's recent, it's a recent question that I found out, but it's really effective just to say, you know, instead of saying like, how can I help you represent you? I always like to say, how can I represent who you want to be? And that really gets people kind of like thinking about like, oh, who do I want to be? And that process of getting to that place. So I just, um, yeah, like it's just cool to be around people who are doing, I don't know, something that you, it's like people who love art don't necessarily want to make art. They just love the art. But maybe they like, maybe you're a curator and you want to like put artworks together. Maybe you're the janitor and you want to like sweep the floors just all day so you can look at artwork. Like just- it takes like, a Village. a there's so many different
1: niches like within the creative world that
0: yeah it it really is it's yeah it goes back to that production value thing of just like it takes a team to build things and i feel like you know there's so much focus on the name of the person attached to that thing instead of the network of people and the collaborative process it took to actually build the work so i'm glad that um Yeah, I'm glad that you can we can come together and kind of talk about that aspect too of just being on the other side of like making something for somebody or helping somebody out where it's like there's so much work put into it and it is about the collaborative effort.
1: I think it's really interesting because I feel like we both play kind of that supportive role where we do a bunch of different uh, creative endeavors that all kind of point towards similar things. Definitely. But there's not like a ton of overlap between what we do. So we both like are kind of like picking up the scraps of like the <laughs> the things that yeah. people need for support uh, hey. of the other people. And that's like, it's interesting. So we're kind of like very similar, and different at the same time.
0: Right. And that's what, yeah, this has been really fun and enlightening, honestly. Like, I'm glad that we got to sit down and talk because it really does um, speak to what, I mean, like I had a nice weekend. The beginning of this week has been kind of like chaotic. So it's nice to like sit down and have a chat with somebody who absolutely like who i absolutely resonate with as far as you know just being in that supportive role wanting to do a lot of different things wanting to make work in all different kind of capacities it's really nice just to like hang out with somebody who's as cool as you and like as open as you've been so thank you for being so honest and open with me today i really appreciate that
1: thanks for having me on sam this is uh yeah anytime i
0: Yeah, It It was great to reconnect
1: with you. It's been a minute. Uh, The whole social distancing thing makes it a little hard to keep in touch with people, but you know, this is, um, it just makes me that much more thankful for moments like these.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to plug any, like, you know, anything you want, here's your time. Let us know where to go.
1: So if you have, if you need any photo or video services, whether it be a wedding or a concert or, portrait work or anything like that, I'd really appreciate if if you check out jasonbornproductions.com. It's J-A-S-O-N-B-O-R-N productions.com for all my different photo and video work. Uh, If you think you might want to pick up a cooling towel, check out dapperwraps.com. That's D-A-P-P-E-R-W-R-A-P-S.com. And you can learn a whole bunch more about that on there. And other than that, I, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. And good chatting with you, Sam.
0: Good chatting with you. Thanks for coming on again. And you'll definitely be back. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> counting down the days. All right. See ya. Thanks again for listening to this episode of What's Cool, an exploration of learning and connecting through our passions. Would you like to get in contact with us about your passions? Do you know someone who'd be a great guest for the show? Send us an email at whatscoolpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at whatscoolpod or on Facebook by searching what's cool podcast.